My life totally changed on February 24th. I can't do Russian genealogy right now. My, my grandfather would say he's Ukrainian, but his main language was Russian. Hi, I'm Barbara. And I'm Hope. And we, we are, are the Heritage, Heritage Hunters. Each month, we will bring you real stories from real people researching their genealogy and family history to inspire you on your genealogical journey. Our guest today is Vera Miller from Western Pennsylvania. Vera is the author of the Find Lost Russian in Ukrainian Family blog at lostrussianfamily.wordpress.com, and she published the Genealogy at a Glance Russia-Ukraine Guide, available on Amazon.com. Thank you, Vera, for being with us today. What part of Russia did your family come from? They came from uh, Rostov. That's like Southern Russia. That's my father's mother's side. And then my father's father's side is from Kostroma. That's mm-hmm. the, the mysterious grandfather now is from the Secret Service. Mm-hmm. My mother's side from Kursk. And a lot of German ancestry from Poland. I'm still digging and digging and digging and just uh, unreal. And things, a lot of things have changed over the years since I started. I, I started doing this genealogy stuff when I start, I stayed home with my, my kids. I got mm-hmm. so bored. It's like, what am I, what am I going to do? It's just, they sleep, they sleep so much and they're resting and they, they didn't need much attention when I was in are napping. So I, I went after the genealogy and the amount of change I've seen online is amazing. And I'm getting scared of what's going to happen with the war with Putin, how much that's going to change because already he's stopping Americans from seeing the scans online from the archives from St. Petersburg so far I've seen. He was blocking the World War I da- database to Americans, at least to Americans. I don't know how, what other foreigners were being blocked. But now that World War I database is now available. So it's, it's, it's breaking my heart because so many people have older relatives. My mom's going to be 80 this year. And I want to be able to tell her as much as I can. And I'm just sure. afraid what's going to happen because my mom was born in Ukraine. And we have family over there. I don't, I don't know how some of those relatives are. I just found them a few years ago, some of them. It makes you wonder what, why he would not allow that, like why he would not allow that kind of information to be available to people. I don't know. Because they're gonna, they're... it happened so long ago, what does it matter? Do you know what I mean? It's free. The scans are posted up free online. He doesn't want the American, I feel like, well, the, he's afraid that, that professional researchers are going to be grabbing the scans and selling them i don't know i don't know it just but it's going to create more work for the russian archives by doing this type of stuff where you're not allowed sure. to look at the scans right. it's just gonna just they're gonna be bombarded whatever i don't know which countries he's blocking to see these scans uh, i heard it's outside of russia everyone outside of russia cannot see these scans i know it's definitely i know confirmed it's definitely from the american side because i can't get through sometimes mm-hmm. i know the scan records i can't see it just, it just, it's very, it's just, it's stunning. My life totally changed on February 24th because I was so close to making a breakthrough in my genealogy. And then I had to worry about the safety of my family and then worry about all the beautiful things that are in Ukraine. If their archives are going to get burned, it just, it's just devastating for me. Now you, you hired someone over there, right, Vera? Uh, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I do it on my own. I figure out ways to get the records. Uh, like recently, uh, I found the birth record of my grandmother's brother. 
He died as a toddler. No one knows why he died. Well, the day before the Ukrainian, the Russian-Ukrainian war started, I got a bill from Kiev Archives asking for 200 Ukrainian dollars to do the search to find his death record. That was the day before the war started. And then I've just right at that time, I also discovered that my, my grandparents, my paternal grandparents, marriage record was available at the Kiev Archives. They're, they're very, they're behind and getting records from the registry offices to archives um, because of COVID and probably understaffing and uh, disorganization. So it just, um, it's been an emotional roller coaster uh, because I feel guilty complaining about what's going on with the genealogy when I have a family, you know, that are not safe right now. I, well, just, I, need, and- I need a distraction. I need a distraction. And, you know, for what it's worth, you and I have never been through what they're going through. So it's really hard for us to imagine what they're going through. Oh, yes. Um, I have a, well, first of all, hi, Hope. Glad you could join. (laughs) I'm sorry, my video's on the fritz again. (laughs) It's okay. I I realized we were just like, kept talking and didn't say hello to you. So hi, Hope. Um, so Vera, a while ago, I found, so, okay, let me back this up. So my family is three quarters Polish. No, I'm three quarters Polish. Um, my dad's line comes from a small town in Poland called Biz- Biazunia. And in 1945, um, most of the town was wiped out when the Soviets invaded. And they actually published a, they called it a dictionary of the deceased. Um, And part of my family was, you know, murdered by the the Soviets. And even though I recognize that is a horrible, horrible thing, what I don't, what I don't know, and what I could probably never imagine is what exactly they went through when all this happened. You know, were, were the women, were the women raped? Were the, you know, what, what happened with the children that they killed? You you know, did they just come in and just shoot them all? I I mean, I don't know the answer to that. And um, the reason that, you know, the reason that was given in this dictionary was that they were Lutherans and not Catholics. Like, Oh, I, I can't even fathom that, you know, and then the Russians aren't Lutheran Catholic. There's a small percentage of them. It's, it's they're mainly Russian right. Orthodox or so it just, um, it made, old believers. It made very little sense to me other than it was World War II. And, you know, but like I said, you and you and I can't really fathom what they're going through. Oh, yes. All I you know. do is read about it in the news. So don't feel guilty for what you do know, because. Yeah. Um, you know, if this is your connection to them and, and this is how you feel. And this is, you, you know, this, this is the way that you connect to them is through the genealogy. And when you don't have access to it, it makes you feel like you're losing that connection. So I, I totally yeah. get it. I really yeah, I'm, I'm totally afraid of what's going to happen with records and uh, being in contact with family. I have, I have contacts with family in Russia still. Thankfully, um, no one has cut me off because I'm American. I'm so grateful for that. Um, it just, it's just, I never, ever imagined this war would continue this long and no. it would get so nasty. I can't, I can't do Russian genealogy right now that involves mm-hmm. money. It has to be stuff that archives are really to get me scanned free because yeah. you could, Western Union shut down. 
on Saturday, June 4th, 2022, the Genealogical Society of New Jersey is hosting Jerseyology, Research in the Garden State. The program with eight presentations is divided into two tracks. Sessions include using Jewish research, land records, using social history for our female ancestors, records in the state library's collection, how to use the federal census, a refresher on citations, and exciting case studies. Registration for the event is $45 to $85, depending on your membership status. For more information on the Genealogical Society of New Jersey's Spring Conference Jerseyology and membership, please visit www.gsnj.org. Russia. I had to, I had to, I had to send a lot of money to my favorite researcher um, without warning him. I said, I'm sending you money. I'm afraid what's going to happen with the contact and the communication and the ability to send you money. I want you to do two more studies for me. I sent him money. He didn't jump. This researcher didn't jump to take my money, which was amazing. And mm -hmm. this bad situation, he didn't jump. He didn't rush to this, go get my money, which is a lot of American money. Uh, it's, well, I mean, not a lot of American money to other people, but it's what I can afford. And I just, it means so much to me. I, through my genealogy, I, I found uh, my distant cousins and they've kept me going with whenever I have problems and struggles. My Russian family, my Ukrainian family has been there for me. And it, my genealogy isn't just about growing out my family tree as big as it can be. It's been about, you know, connecting with my family. Uh, it's just my dream to go to Russia and Ukraine. I don't know when I can go. It just, I'm afraid to go to Russia. Um, it just, my posts on uh, Facebook and Twitter are not the greatest to support Russia. So mm -hmm. I'm just afraid what's going to happen to me if I step foot on that country. Right. And it breaks my heart. My mother never went back to Ukraine. I had money to go to Ukraine when, when plane tickets were $600. My mother was in great health. I wasn't divorced. I just signed divorce papers a month ago. Uh, I'm a single mom with two kids. I really can't leave my kids behind, even if there was no war right now. It just anyone that has money and there's no COVID, there's no war, should go to their ancestors' villages and places. It just, I'm, I'm an example of why you should not wait to go where your ancestors lived. It's, it's important. If your genealogy is important, go where they lived. It's just to be able to stand on the same land that they stood on it, it just it would feel amazing. So is your entire family Russian? Uh, I, I don't know. That's like a double-sword question <laughs> because some people are just very touchy. Like my, my grandfather would say he's Ukrainian, but his mm -hmm. main language was Russian. His mm -hmm. father and his mother were born in Russia, but he was born in Ukraine. His wife was born in Ukraine. All his brothers and sisters were born in Ukraine. And all his uh, grandnieces and nephews and are all born in Ukraine, but they do speak Ukrainian now, but some people say they're Russians. They're, they're Russians in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. But I just, I feel, I feel like I'm, I'm a fighting uh, spirit because my mother was born in Ukraine. My father's born in Russia. It just, uh, this war is very personal for me because I have cousins that live near the border of Belarus. And this cousin who is my age has a child old enough to serve in the war. He's a young guy, college age. 
So it just, it's going to be another World War II if my cousin fights in the war because in World War II, my mother's mother's family was shooting at, at her father's family and my father's family. Oh my gosh. So it, it just, <laughs> I actually did research. I found a record on ancestry.com. There was a cousin of my grandmother. She used to live in, she lived in Cleveland, Ohio. Her brother died in the war and I found where he died. He died uh, right outside of the area of my great-grandfather. And he's buried in the same region where my great-grandfather lived. It's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. Um, it went, once, you, once you start looking, digging deeper past the birth, death, marriage records, and census, when you start going deeper into records, it just, the stories come out. Right. Right. Do you, so, okay, let me back up. <laughs> so do you have certain websites that you use to find your Russian records or do you um, mainly use Ancestry? Have you found any, you know, exciting websites to use? Uh, Ancestry hasn't been of any use because I'm not a typical American. I, my family came right after the war. My mom came in 1951, father came in 1950. So many Americans, uh, and like Canadians have, who have family from Russia and Ukraine, they came like from the very early 1900s. I'm not part of that group. And I think more of those people will find records on ancestry and my heritage. I've been pretty much um, connecting on Russian forums, Russian Facebook groups to get help because there are some really geeky Russian people that do genealogy. It's, it's, it's shocking for my mother's generation because you were saying you're always told don't talk about the family don't talk about the family um because if something happens they'll know who your family is and they'll come after your other relatives mm -hmm. so there's i i've uh, found ways to go online and find records i haven't found too much online ukraine this year has been doing great and that's why i'm in a bit shocked about this war situation because i'm afraid the lives the records the buildings and just the culture that's they're going to that this war is going to hurt. Um, I found uh, World War II related records online uh, through a, uh, I can't pronounce the group, but they, 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 scan, they got permission to scan records from Ukraine. And I, got, I found records on there. It, it's just a matter of what's going on. I just, uh, I still ha haven't found my grandfather's service record. He was a POW of, of Germany. He was serving with the Ukrainian army. I can't find evidence this guy ever served a day in the, in the military. I tried mm -hmm. the records in Moscow and I just keep looking, looking, I post on my blog and I, I whenever there's a new database, I keep it up, keep it going uh, by just keep looking and looking and looking. It just, these uh, databases aren't like announced, like ancestry announces their stuff. You, you have to, you have to know where to look. I actually go to the official website of the Russian archives um, and they now make announcements of what they're doing. And that really helps me a lot. And then I'm, I'm looking on the, the big forum, um, the Russian family tree uh, website uh, that's noted on my blog. It's, it's the biggest, biggest forum for Russian speaking people. And there's been a lot of help there. I just, I, I, I can't just depend on ancestry. Family search really hasn't helped me um, because I don't think the areas that I'm interested in have been covered. It just, family search is not allowed to be in Russia. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I'll be lived long enough 
for family search to be invited to Russia. Mm-hmm. It's just, there is so much uh, records that could be saved because time every day, that's more time that a fire could happen, uh, more mildew could destroy records, floodings, anything. Uh, accidental right. trashing. There, there has been an accident trashing of old, old census records back to 1600. Those noticed so, some, someone was cleaning the archives office and they trashed the records. They thought it was garbage. Oh my it just, it's, I don't know what I'm going to see in my lifetime. I, I wonder, I, I hope family search will be invited to do scanning those records. It's, there's so much, there's so many people in this world that have Russian ancestry. It's, it's the largest country in the world by land, not by population, by land. And so many people have Russian ancestry and they think that you can't do gene- genealogy. But if you want to do Russian genealogy, you have to do it in Russian. On Monday, June 27, 2022, the Genealogical Society of Bergen County will be hosting Beware, the Enchanted Forest, Perils and Pitfalls of Online Trees. When is it safe to use the information from an online tree? Jean Wilcox Hibben will discuss where online trees can be found, how to assess them, how to cite them, and how to use them as clues for additional research. For additional information and registration, please visit www.njgsbc.org. I use Google Translate every day. And that's how I that's how I made progress. I found my cousins in Kiev from the Russian genealogy forum, the biggest one um, that everyone knows about if you do Russian genealogy. I knew about that website when I was looking in English, but I was too stubborn to get to know Google Translate. And the guy, my grandfather's nephew died of a heart attack. He was looking for my family in the United States. I never got a chance to say hello to the guy because I was so stubborn. I didn't want to look search in Russian and Ukrainian because it was so much easier to do it in English. But you can't do Russian genealogy in English unless your uh, your family immigrates to Canada and you have cousins in Canada um, right. or Australia. But it just it took a lot for me to you know switch to Russian. You know my my. Uh, father died when I was 10. We were going to Russian school. I struggled with Russian. I was horrible. Russian grammar is horrible. Russian uh, sentence structure is horrible. We, they don't form sentences like us. It's, it's a hard language. But if you're going to find stuff in Russian genealogy, you have to do it in Russian. Same thing for Ukrainian. You have to, you have to try. Right. Have you found that you're, you're starting to recognize certain words in Russian without having to translate it? I have a, I have a basic knowledge. I'm, I'm on Duolingo right now. I'm on my 75th day on Duolingo. I'm relearning my Russian. I have a high vocabulary. I, my grammar is horrible in, in Russian. My formation of sentences, I don't understand that stuff. Um, but I have a good, good background in Russian. But Ukrainian, no. I, I just... I, I, I'm a volunteer for Find a Grave, and I, uh, I did a humongous cemetery. Um, someone else started the project. I just finished off the cemetery, and uh, the months are not even the same between Russian and Ukrainian. There, there are noticeable really? differences between Russian and Ukrainian. There is some similarities, but I'm going to learn soon. When I finish this Russian program Duolingo, I'm going to go 
hit up Ukraine. So it just, it, it takes a lot of effort and I just can't believe all the things I've found and maybe I wish I didn't find some of the things. <laughs> it just, um, it's, Russian and Ukrainian genealogy is possible. It's just people have to make an extra effort. It just they, they can't expect it to be go so easy. It just it, it it does take years for things to happen, but you may make some great connections with friends uh, when you work with other people and on forums and and Facebook groups. It, it things really can happen. It just people have to make that effort and want to you know make that effort and 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 stop acting like everything needs to be online on ancestry. <laughs> Amen to that. Wow. Absolutely. Have you found any, like any of the resources on like the Federation of Eastern European Family History Society? Have you found, used any of those? Have you found them to be useful? No, I haven't. I haven't. I don't know anything about that stuff. Um, okay. It just, my, my family, it just um, came from smaller areas, not city areas. So I don't, I don't find a lot of stuff that that's published useful to me it just that's the way mm -hmm. it has worked out for me um it just might i know there's a lot of stuff out there for the the germans that came from russia there's so much information out there and for the and, and for the people that are russian jewish um it just i'm from the i don't know from the countryside of russia and it just i, I don't know how many people are really from the same area that i am i just um I'm on forums with other Russians, so I'm not mingling too much with other English speakers because it, the Russian speakers know where to get the stuff. It's just, it's amazing how geeky these people are, just like Americans with their love that's for great. genealogy. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, have you ever considered doing like a one name study or a one town study? Uh, it costs a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> that that i cannot i cannot read these records um right. on my own i can pick out stuff but to transcribe these even to retype them in the english or russian mm -hmm. uh, with a keyboard i don't think i can do it i just i have to pay a researcher because yeah. the records are online putin will not let family search in russia and you, I just family search was just got into Ukraine in, mm -hmm. in the fall and then COVID hit, then the war hit. I know they put up millions of records uh, onto their website. I'm very impressed what they've managed to put up in the time they were, short time they had. It just, finding stuff is, it is hard, but it's really worth it in the end. And people have to understand, that. I know um, Russian Ukrainian geology is hard, but work on your easier genealogies when you're when you're stuck on the on this Eastern European mess. <laughs> sure, right. Well, as I said, I'm three quarters Polish, and that hasn't always been easy either. But one thing I did find interesting was I found my second great grandmother in a book called "Migration from the Russian Empire: A List of Passengers Arriving at U.S. Ports," Volume Six. That's important, Volume Six. Um, <laughs> And they, to my knowledge, they were always just Polish. So I'm guessing, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not even sure, but I'm guessing that, you know, it must've been a predominantly Russian ship, perhaps. Uh, I'm not really sure why she would be included in the Russians, but I thought that was, a, I thought that was an interesting find. Yeah, my, uh, I have one 
great grandmother who was born who was born in Russia, but she really wasn't Russian. She was German, born in Bellastock. Mm -hmm. And her family um, is a you know, common German name of Hoffman, of course. Got Kreitzer in there, um, Bergman, um, mm -hmm. so many common German names. There, I have I've done my Polish ancestry, um, which is more of German ancestry in Poland. Mm -hmm. And I know there's so many records missing because, because World War One, World War Two, and it just it just frustrates me. I, one of the funniest stories I had out of out of Poland is I was looking for uh, for a the parents of my let me think like third or fourth great grandmother and mm -hmm. great grandpa. Well, I went to my local um, my my local uh, what let me think the family 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 search has those. Uh, centers I went to one and I scanned and scanned anything I could find I looked for Hoffman and the village name well I hired a researcher in Poland to find this record the marriage record so I can go my, make my online go back farther well it turns out I already had the record on my computer for six years oh my gosh oh my gosh Right when I do my genealogy, I get excited about one thing, then I totally focus on that. And you know, I was having, I was, my kids were young. I got distracted with that. I got, I wasn't working, but I, I my brain was just going all over the place, and I couldn't right. believe it. It was sitting on my computer for six years. On Friday and Saturday, July 8th and 9th, 2022, the South Carolina Genealogical Society is hosting their 49th summer workshop. The first event features keynote speaker Lisa Louise Cook from the Genealogy Gems podcast. The second event on July 9th, 2022 will be a virtual event of five live sessions by Lisa Louise Cook, Mark Lowe, LaBrenda Garrett Nelson, and Mark Olson. Please visit www.scgen.org for additional information and registration. The, the, my Hoffman family are evangelical Lutherans and mm -hmm. um, Lambrecht was the bride and she's Catholic. And mm -hmm. I scanned the record a few miles from my house. It sat on my computer for six years. And there's the breakthrough. <laughs> right. I remember um, like a really long time ago before, you know, a lot of stuff was available on the internet. I had written to a relative in Canada and was, you know, syncing up with her and what I knew and what she knew. You know, many, many moons go by and I see this lady's name and I write her a note. She's like, yeah, we've, we've spoken before. And I'm like, oh my God, I totally forgot. I totally forgot. <laughs> that was before I was like learning to cite my sources and stuff, you know. So I think we've all been there, done that. Yeah. I found something I'm my sister had and she's like, uh, you gave this to me. <laughs> I was like, wow, where did you get this from you? Oh, where did I put it? <laughs> that sounds like you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the disadvantages of disorganization <laughs> yeah well we're all there we all have that i know 
So what, Vera, what do you think your next steps are going to be? Well, go grandpa was a secret service agent. I'm looking into it. I'll be approaching uh, the office that has these files. And I'm going to ask whether he was involved in any cases that involved arrests of other people for false crimes. I, I, I feel horrible that I have mm -hmm. to ask this, but I named my youngest child after my grandfather. He has his middle name. He has, he has his first name as his middle name. And it just, it breaks my heart. Um, my grandmother's first husband and five brothers were uh, sent away. Uh, my, my grandmother's five brothers came back. They were looked like old men when they came back. They were thrown into a, into a sewer line release area. And my grandmother's first husband was arrested twice. And I cannot find out whether her first husband was died at the second camp because I can't prove direct ancestry to him. So it's still a little closed. They'll open the records for you and extract information. I don't know if you can get scans from Russia. I'm not sure. It just it could be matters who walks into the office and how you approach them. If you can get these scanned, these records scanned. Um, my grandfather mentioned he served in World War One, and he mentioned a very specific division and all that stuff. I'm going to go after archives and see if he really did. I have a cousin in St. Petersburg who is willing to pay my bills um, as long as they're not too big. I think she'll be, she'll help me because she's the one that paid the bill that helped me open up this thing with my grandfather's communist party file that put down that he was with the secret service. So I'll, I'll pursue that. I'm going to go look into communist party files for the rest of my family. I'm kind of curious. I just, I just can't poke at my one grandfather. Um, right. I'm hoping to make a breakthrough, continue in Ukraine. As soon as th things uh, go back to normal, I know Kiev um, Regional Archives deserve a big applaud. They, they've posted records three times online during this war. Thousands of records have gone online during this war. I don't know how they have the, I don't know how they have the emotional energy and the electricity uh, to do this, but they found the way. It's just a shame that Ukraine fought and fought uh, people who wanted to scan their records for all these years. I know Family Search was in Ukraine um, several years ago, back way back, and it something happened and things ended. I just it's a shame that Ukraine wouldn't open their archives to scanners because this is there's a lot of interest in Ukraine, and it just mm -hmm. I I. Anytime there's uh, some talk about, you know, a, a big event, like the, the horrible hunger years that have killed so many people, this big anniversary, the anniversary of the World War II, it probably sparks more interest in Ukrainian genealogy to look at rec fine records. It just the Ukrainian archives after this war is over, they're going to be slammed. Yeah. And they need their records scanned. And hopefully family sources will be able to jump right in as soon as it's safe. It just, this is um, quite a mess. It just, England... Oh, so jealous. So much as on ancestry. It's like, I, I don't want to hear about people finding something from the 1600s on ancestry.com. Mm -hmm. And now uh, it just, it, I'm jealous. I'm sorry. That's really great. <laughs> and people can find, go to cemeteries and still find graves still standing from long ago. It just, uh, I'm filled with jealousy. Right. But I'm very well, proud of where my family came from. 
Um, does Belarus have the same restrictions as Russia does? I don't do you, know. Do They're know? very close okay. with Russia. I have no idea how they are to deal with. Well, the reason um, I ask is, you know, way back when um, on Who Do You Think You Are, it was Lisa Kudrow. Her family was from Belarus and they, you know, they did their thing, you know, the thing that they do for- I think, yeah, I, think I remember you talk, I remember, I remember uh, seeing that actually on TV. Yeah. So I was just curious if you happen to know. I don't know. Maybe they allow that to uh, that segment to come in, uh, maybe to encourage tourism to Belarus or something. Maybe. I don't. I don't know. I just any any former Soviet Soviet country I get nervous about because uh, I'm not sure how they're going to behave. Sure. Just Ukraine was fighting people to to not scan their records. Don't scan our records. You can't do that. And I just don't know if you have family from Belarus, if you can really get their persecution files, like you can, the information you can get from Russia and Ukraine. I'm kind of curious how it's gonna be when I contact the prosecutor's office now during a war, we're not, Americans are not yet shooting at the Russians, but it, there's, you know, it's very touchy right now. I just, I wonder how things are gonna be when I email them this time. Um, I just wonder how, if things are gonna go down the little stinker. Well, I, and I probably shouldn't say that. I'll probably have to edit this out of the podcast. But um, so my daughter's Navy. And not that long ago, they asked everyone on her ship if they had relatives in any of those countries over there. And if they supported them, meaning financially. And uh, so to me, that's a big indicator that we might be going in. You know, yeah, otherwise, I, I, I don't I think they would have asked them that. Um, all I know so far is that they are preparing to go underway, but it won't be until, she said it was like a couple of months, but they change things on, you know, on the turn of a dime, you know, in, in the Navy and she could be gone tomorrow and I wouldn't know until she emails me. So that's, that's you know, I'm sorry, that's pretty horrible. I, that'd be really scary for me as a parent. Well, you know, at first I really wasn't that worried um, because it sounded like we were going to stay out of it. But as soon as she's, and, and this was before uh, I, I actually heard the president talk on it, I, you know, that she said, you know, really weird. They asked us if we have relatives over in any of those countries. And I'm like, well, not weird to me. That kind of sounds like maybe they're thinking about going over there. So yeah, I, if she does wind up going over there, I, I probably will be a basket case, but I'm just trying to keep things you know, cool right now. Yeah. I just, I just so. can't imagine. I just. The week of Monday, July 25th, 2022, the Foundation for East European Family History Studies is hosting a week-long conference and workshop. 61 classes and six workshops are planned for the five days. For additional information and registration, please visit www.feefhs.org. My, my kids are in middle school. They're, they're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I just, I just... It's wonderful that she wants to serve her country, but that would just be so hard for me.
Yeah, so, so far, you know, knock on wood, it's been quiet, um, which is great. You know, I, I think if we were actively at war with, you know, like she, she was over in the Middle East at one point, she was in the middle of the Red Sea and um, she had emailed me and she, she alluded to where she was. She didn't quite come out and say it. And I'm sitting here thinking, please God, don't let anything happen to my child over there. I mean, you know, they're all maniacs. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> Something else I need to edit out of this. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, any, I just, I just any... can't believe my mother is going to be 80 in the fall and mm -hmm. I'm watching my own cousins be in the middle of a war. Mm -hmm. You know, my mother, my, that's the country my mother left when she was a little kid. Right. I think it's just well, under I, a year. Yeah, I had emailed the, the, the three cousins I have over there, I had emailed them and um, I only didn't hear from one and he's sketchy to begin with. So um, the other two said so far, you know, nothing was really happening near where they live. And uh, so, I mean, which is good, you know, but of course they're very aware of it because Poland's right next door, you know? So it's, it's frightening. It really is to think I, that, I just, you know, our people, if that's what you want to call them, are, are in the middle of something like this. It's 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 hard to watch it because um, back in the, eighty years ago, when when uh, let me think, nineteen thirty nine to uh, nineteen forty five. Trying to remember the years. That's been I can't do the math right now in my head. But it just back when World War Two was happening, you had to wait until the paper came out in the morning, and there were, right. wasn't twenty four hour news, and there wasn't social media. And there wasn't cell phones. And so this war is 24 hours a day for us. It just, it's, it's a different world. Um, it just, the Russians are going to the streets, protesting the war. It, it, it just, I don't think this would have happened if it wasn't for all the things that are happening that's different now. It right. just, they they want to get the world's attention that the Russian, many Russian people do not want this war. And it just, they, they love, uh, they, a lot of them love their neighbors. It just, they mm -hmm. felt their life was, body parts were cut off when the Soviet Union broke up. It just, yeah. they, you know, they were one big happy fam. Well, I don't know, big happy family, but one big family. <laughs> it just, I, I've been, I looked online and on the biggest Russian forum, it says that the Ukraine archives will not take Russian money. So the, so requests, from the Russian people are not welcome at Ukrainian archives. This is mm -hmm. how political our genealogy has gone because of this war. It was never like that. It's just, it's, I just hope all my family's safe. Uh, somehow Ukraine has the money to rebuild. Uh, archives are safe. They're beautiful structures of the historical churches and the, all the things in the history books that are were said that they were safe and let them be safe well i just, I just hope it's that sad it it's just very sad yeah it's, i hope it resolves very quickly and you know restores peace over there i, I just I, there's still hope to do ukrainian genealogy that there's um alex kovkovsky i probably mispronouncing his name he has scanned so many records so many records Family Search has posted a lot for Ukraine. Ukrainian genealogy is still possible. I guess you just have to work what's available online. Like uh, these Russian uh, 
archives has put up things for World War II and World War I, and I think they have the records for the Ukrainians. I don't think there's a separate um, office for the World War I, World War II record. I think Russia took everything. That's mm -hmm. my impression that they had. But I know Ukraine held their own records, but I think the majority of records was, is held in Moscow. So there's databases, Russian archives is updating their World War II database practically every year now. And that's wonderful, but it just, it's, it, it hurts. I just hope it never, they never shut down their websites to foreigners. Because that, that really hurts. Yeah. Well, what can we, what can we do for you, Ms. Vera? Well, I, I, if you're, if your viewers uh, are interested in my guides, I can send you uh, a giveaway copies. Um, I'll be happy to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm very sincere about helping people. I'm not going to get rich from my genealogy guides. I did it because I know about people being scammed. The horrible stories I wrote over in my blog over the summer, the horrible stories that they, some of these people know how to charm people. They know how much the Ukrainian dollar is worth versus the American dollar. They know how much the Russian ruble is worth versus the American dollar. They know they will get a lot of money for the, the simplest request because the value of their dollar is not strong. So, and they, they know how to charm you and scam you. But so that's why I wrote my guides because I don't, I'm, I'm tired of people being scammed. You know, there, there's Russian and Ukrainian people are good people. Most of them are very good people. And it just, some of these genealogists are not genealogists. Right. And I'm not a genealogist myself. I'm just an amateur, but I just, I'm just learning from doing what I do. <laughs> and I think I, I've learned a lot. And I, I don't think I ever imagined that I'll get this far with my genealogy. I, I almost didn't get this far with my genealogy. My favorite Russian researcher, um, I got the referral from this guy who got mad at me over the, um, was the, was it, what, it was the one, the war that Bill Clinton was in. And I'm losing my mind already because I'm so distracted with so many things in my life. Um, Serb, when Serbian, Serbian versus, I can't think right now, but that guy went after me. It's like, I was like in my uh, 30s when I, when I met this guy online. It's like attacking me because I'm American and our country got involved in that mess in Eastern Europe. And I almost didn't contact this research. If I had never contacted the research, I, I couldn't even write my genealogy guide. I've, I've gone, he's pushed my family tree back to the 1600s. And he also did the family wow. tree of Dmitry Medvedev, the former Russian president. So I, I've learned so much from, from people. I just, I just cannot believe how helpful Russian people are. And I just, I'm just, I, that's why I do my blog is I know there's so, too many people out there that think you can't do Russian genealogy or Ukrainian genealogy. I, Google Translate is a lifesaver. In college, I bought this box software on a floppy disk. I think it was on the floppy disk. I don't know if it was on a CD. It was so far <laughs> back in college. It's like, all I could do is translate word by word. You had to buy a level up to get to sentences. It's like, what is this garbage? And now we have Google Translate, holy Toledo. I can just type, but you have to learn to type like a little kid and it'll, it'll right. translate well for you. People want to have these long, long sentences with the commas and everything else going on. No, don't do that. If you can use Google Translate, 
you can do the research in Russian and Ukrainian. You just have to get used to it. Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022, the Historical Society of Pennsylvania is hosting the Families Civil War, Black Soldiers, and the Fight for Racial Justice. The U.S. Civil War marked a turning point for the Black activism, transforming from abolition to civil rights. It also reformed Black citizenship. Learn more about how the story of the conflict and those who served in it was remembered by Black Americans. Please visit www dot p-o-r-t-a-l dot h-s-p dot org for additional information about this program and membership to h-s-p and i have this um, is very doable it's doable on my uh my uh, my heritage dna matches some of them have their names written in russian ukrainian what have you. And that's what I do. I copy their name, put it into Google Translate so that I can actually know what their name is. You know? So yeah, Google Translate is definitely a wonderful tool. Yeah, I know yeah, that helps person it's not it, it can butcher stuff. I know that. Mm -hmm. But it's it's a good start. And it's right. a, sometimes it's a it is a lifesaver. I, if I hadn't been using Google Translate, I wouldn't be sitting in front of you. There would have been no blog without Google and Translate. Give our listeners your blog email, your blog address, please. It's a fine findlossrussianfamily.wordpress.com. I hope I have that correct. <laughs> Let me go <laughs> take a look at my blog. Hold on a second. Okay. I don't, I, I seriously, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. Lostrussianfamily.wordpress.com. Beautiful. Thank you. Hope you were going to say something. Oh no, that Google, well, Google Translate, how great it is. It helped me buy a book on my family from a German bookstore by going back and forth and finding out, yes, this is the correct book. And thank goodness for that. And I have this wonderful piece of history now because I use Google Translate. Tell her how much you got the book for. Uh, it was like $10 from the Russian bookstore. Oh <laughs> and uh, anywhere that I found any even reference to it, it, from anything in America it was like hundreds and hundreds of dollars and it was barely findable and then I happened to find this little tiny bookstore in Russia in uh, German Germany and they're like oh yeah we have that in here it's like 10 bucks here you go you, you can't beat it but yeah well, I did find for seven dollars <laughs> my grandmother's four brothers birth records awesome this was before 2014 the the mess started around 2014. Mm -hmm. I, I asked the guy, how much do you want? And he says the, the amount in, in Ukrainian dollars. And I was like, oh my God, he wants seven American dollars. He took so many pictures of the records. I couldn't believe it. And then when COVID-19 happened, um, I knew there was a name per perishing in my family tree. I didn't know which side of my great-grandmother's great family it came from. Well, it turned out to be coming from his wife. Well, it turned out that the godfather to my great-great-grandmother's brother was, no, no, hold on. No, it, no it's, it's my, my grandmother's brother's godfather was, was uh, my great-great-grandmother's brother. 
Now, it turns out he created the coat of arms for Luhansk. Wow. Yes. That's Steve. So I had the records of these godparents. You know, who, I didn't recognize familiar surnames. And it got linked up during COVID-19 because I had this overeager woman. Uh, I think as she was working through Moscow. She she wrote up such six page long document. She found the you know records and put things together, and I was a I was just stunned. It just right. those records haven't seen my computer for several years, and now it's been linked up. It just that's why I'm very careful how I do my research because you can waste a lot of money, but you just have to be very careful and just keep going and going, and you're gonna find stuff. Right. If you keep trying, yeah. keep chipping away at it. Well, I want to thank you for your time. And uh, thank you for joining us. On an upcoming episode of the Heritage Hunters, we'll be having a program titled Beyond Belief Factor Fiction in Your Family Tree. Is there an unbelievable family legend in your family tree? Share it on Heritage Hunters and see if our audience can guess which stories are true. Schedule time with us at Calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y dot com backslash heritage dash hunters. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for joining us today on Heritage Hunters. This has been a CNC production recorded and mixed by me, Barbara May. We would like to thank our guests for sharing their genealogical experiences and personal stories. Be sure to visit us on our webpage, heritage-hunters.com, and our many social media pages such as Facebook, Twitter, Locals, and more. Please leave us a review, like our page, and follow us to be sure to never miss our show. If you'd like to be on the show or have an idea for an upcoming episode, please email us at 2heritage.hunters at gmail.com. And that's the number 2heritage.hunters at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Remember to like and subscribe to our podcast. We hope you'll join us next month on Heritage Hunters. This has been a CNC production.